Yeah, keep it cool, Goo. Yeah, it's our birthday. We don't want to embarrass ourselves. <laughs> yeah, God forbid we embarrass ourselves. We never do that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Movies That Whip. I'm Gooey, joined, as always, by Adriel. Uh, party on, Goo. <laughs> party on, Adriel. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've been waiting days to hear you say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's, I messed up the intro. We should have been doing Movies That Whip. <laughs> uh, let me grab my, uh. I'll do a little bit of, uh, I don't know if you can hear this. Movies! <laughs> Party time! Oh my god. Okay, okay, I give up. Oh, thank god for you, Goo. <laughs> wow. Here we are. Um, <laughs> Here we are. It's our birthday month, yes. so we get to pick our favorite childhood, well, maybe not favorite, but, you know, uh, we're getting silly this month. Well... Yeah, let's, so let's well let's let's talk about how we got to this. Like you said, it's our birthday, and I think you were telling me one day about how not how you you were talking about Good Burger, mm-hmm. and not how it was like necessarily your favorite movie as a kid, but one you really connected with. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Good Burger was a big part of my. Uh my it was a it was a formative moment Mm. (laughs) i i went and saw it um with my grandmother we were actually trying to go see hercules because it came out at the same time i guess in my memory it did (laughs) and we got to the movie theater and my friend shout out to kelsey garrison and her mom shout out kelsey okay seeing good burger and my grandma was like okay, hell yeah okay. obviously we should go see whatever they're seeing it's so funny that we would see each other at the movie theater and i was like you know kind of a risk averse kid so i was like i don't know man what if this sucks <laughs> <laughs> wow okay and then i i remember in the theater i just i it was the funniest thing that had ever happened to me i wow i have never laughed that hard before or since i just was like this this here is comedy <laughs> and i've loved it ever since how as, what okay so uh good burger came out nine i uh, i should know this in 97 98 i think we guessed uh, this 1997 yes yeah, so uh do you want to age reveal how old were you at the time <laughs> age reveal uh i was i must have been six six okay yeah okay which is the perfect age to watch this movie right oh we're we're the same we're the exact same age um (laughs) so i are we yeah uh because it came out and didn't come out or am i a year older yeah i think you're one year older than me. okay yeah sorry no it came out uh in july so by this time i would have been seven gotcha okay um, yeah there we go but i would i would bring it all together and explain how we got here um so it's like you said that, and I think, I think you might even pitch that we do it, and it was, it's like, oh, that's, it's perfect, like, to do, you know, go back and do one of those, and especially on our birthdays, our birthday month. Yes. We both are 
June babies. And so I wanted to, you know, I was like, oh, what if we did like a, it'd be fun to do like a double feature, you know, with, uh, I pick one like from my childhood as well that kind of went along with it. And I was kind of, I was, I was trying to think like, well, one, actually I did love Good Burger as at, at the time. It, it was not in my, uh, my like top films, but I was, I was huge into Nickelodeon and all that I loved all that and then I did I did I liked Keenan and Kel as well but like all that was really I was really super into uh so I was like at when this came out it was it was definitely a big thing for me like seven was I think the exact right age too you know (laughs) yeah Uh, we were the target audience for sure it was massive for me it wasn't it wasn't the number one but I was like that's cool so we could have just done this, but I thought it would have been fun if we both got to throw one in. So then I was thinking, and what what I came to was just, I think just because it, I, it was a movie that I liked a little bit more like a couple years later when I was a little bit older, but it was nonetheless one that was big when I, for me when I was a kid. Uh, also based on uh, a sketch <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, from, a, from a TV show. Uh, so that's how we got to Wayne's World was because the uh, both the Wayne's World movies actually I was super into at the time and uh, yeah it's it's fun that it, it kind of they kind of mirror each other pretty well yeah um, they really do <laughs> if anyone takes anything we say seriously listen to this and <laughs> yeah. you should definitely watch Wayne's World and Good Burger as a double feature they just they really do. They really go together perfectly. <laughs> yeah, and and that was all you, Goo. So, bravo! You knocked it out of the park again. It's like it's definitely it's got the you know, the buddy element for sure. It's very it's very of its time too, um, and so it's it's such a a flashback. Wayne's World's like a little bit earlier. It's earlier '90s, but you know it's it's a flashback as they say. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I guess we could just get into talking about them because we got We got to get two movies in on here, and we were already kind of going on Good Burger. So maybe I know I I couldn't help it. You just you get me started on Good Burger. No, and I no, can't, it's fine. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> I will just say about Wayne's World that I I it was one of those films that I um I never like purposefully watched. I mean, it was something that I saw certainly at like a sleepover you know with like my friend's little brother who was like let's watch this movie <laughs> um okay but yeah no i don't know i think that i like got it kind of confused with like all these other movies like dumb and dumber um bill and ted's excellent adventure even like clerks like jane silent bob kind of thing yeah Mm-hmm. But I, uh, it's so it looms large in our cultural memory. You know, I mean, it's so it's it's kind of an important film. Like I, I can't believe that I didn't remember more of it. It was also super. It was for me. It was super big because, um, unlike good, like all that was really more of a like me like thing because it was ma- it was made for kids. You know, so like mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it was that was like what I, I was watching that on TV, where as opposed to like you know early 90s like snl like that was stuff like my parents liked and then uh or or like you know aunts and uncles and stuff like adults you know what i mean yeah yeah i sort of got into it because well i thought it was funny for one but then it was like oh this is a thing especially when i got into like you know the double digits (laughs) 12 years 12 years old i was like oh i 
like I like something like the grown-ups like you know <laughs> so it uh yeah I don't know it, it was big for me in that and then on top of that I was you know just like the the music aspect of it I I one of my like early one of my first favorite bands uh was Aerosmith actually and so ah, they... I love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I actually I saw them I think when I was like I think 12 maybe or 13 I can't remember but uh, that was one of my first concerts yeah I don't even really listen to them that much anymore but (laughs) wait wait are you serious Aerosmith was your first concert yeah like well (laughs) that rocks I think I've probably seen I'd seen live music you know what I mean but I think like the first sure sure like concert concert like my parents took me it was uh Aerosmith and and Kiss they were (sighs) doing a co-headlining tour and uh oh, yeah. hell yeah <laughs> my first um my first concert was um spice girls oh, but i was pretty yeah. upset because this was this oh. was right after ginger left so um oh it was only four of them and it was pretty upsetting to me because she left like while they were on tour before they got to atlanta georgia and it was pretty upsetting. Dang. <laughs> yeah but anyway the music in both of these movies is so so good <laughs> it's so good i've been listening to the oh hell yeah i've been listening to the soundtracks for for both of them for a while good call i mean we could we could talk about the soundtracks here a little bit actually we're let's just we'll bounce around we'll bounce around and talk mm-hmm. about both who cares yeah uh, it's we, our birthdays <laughs> we're we're running the show <laughs> yeah you've you've seen these movies i assume or you know know about them so you know we're not gonna explain everything that happens but just go watch them uh, <laughs> yeah so the music actually first thing i noticed i don't know if i ever remembered knowing this but i was watching good burger and popping up on the screen uh it said it was uh music composed by stuart copeland and i was like is that the same stuart copeland from the drummer of the police was it really him and well yeah it was and I already knew this part of the this little bit of trivia was that he also, you know, composes for games and he's done the score for the Spyro games, <laughs> Spyro the Dragon. What? Yeah. <laughs> and so wow. he also does film scores. And he, so he did the score for Good Burger, which just absolutely blew my mind. <laughs> also, I mean, does Good Burger like really have a score? I guess it does. It it does definitely it well it also has a a remix of or like a cover of a police song which I thought was mm, funny. It does. Um. Oh, it does. Yeah, Roxanne. <laughs> yeah, the Roxanne's <laughs> in there. That's a that's a big part of the movie. But then yeah, like other like the soundtrack itself is kind of cool. It's kind of like a nice mix of different things. You know, you had that like song that uh, less than Jake did for the movie, the Scott. I, we're all dudes song right that was less than jake right (laughs) yeah it's so weird but then you also have that that it's a very perfect like because i remember nickelodeon would have a lot of ska Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't even remember that oh yeah that was big that was big (laughs) was it kablam that show wasn't that a nickelodeon show that also had a ska song i feel like ska makes me think of 90s nickelodeon yeah i mean it's, uh. it feels like a kid like a kid genre oh my god i just accidentally started playing george oh. george clinton is that the george clinton <laughs> so then yeah george clinton and who's also in the movie which is super weird <laughs> yeah i've been listening to a lot of parliament funkadelics <laughs> since Hell i yeah. watched it which is i mean that's my I don't have an extensive record collection, but it does 
comprise like a lot of my of my record collection is Parliament Funkadelic, <laughs> and George Clinton is in this movie. It's he's just that's it's very he odd. makes a cameo, but it's like big. It's like bigger than a cameo. He's like a character in it well, for you know one one part of the movie. There's essentially like a music video in it that he performs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely uh. A, because this is the scene where they're in the like mental institution. They both get like very strange thrown in, scene. into like a Bellevue like hospital, <laughs> and like I mean it's uh, there's there there were a lot of parallels between these two movies, Wayne's World and Good Burger. One of which is that I feel like both of the plots were like similarly sort of meandering. <laughs> like you're like, did this like wh- is this gonna come back around? Yes. I think they both handle them in different ways, though. The Good Burger style is, this is a movie for kids, uh, and we don't think that they're, like, gonna care at all. So, like, it's kind it's kind of, like, <laughs> stupid. You know what I mean? And they're, like, and they're, like, we don't really, we, like, they're, like, whatever. Like, these, these dummy kids aren't gonna, mm-hmm. you know, it's condescending to the poor kids. They're, like, they don't need, it doesn't need to all make sense. Now the Wayne's World one takes the more, the comedic route mm-hmm. of that, whereas like they're like, yeah, we'll we'll have those like plot beats that you expect a million times that everyone expects, but we're gonna kind of point them out and make fun of them. You know, they're good. Like, what was it? Oh, when Chris Farley is giving the info on the limousine, <laughs> yeah, 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 route <laughs> or whatever, and they're like, wow, he sure had a lot of uh, specific information. I know, and the and the like talking to the camera in that like you know that like mock. It's not really a mockumentary style, but like the the talking to the camera is like so effective <laughs> for like so many jokes and so many like just like charming little parts of the movie. <laughs> I, I loved that. I, I like I feel like that is something that is like it could so easily be annoying. Mm-hmm. But it's like always charming the in this and like re- I feel like or like really funny, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. I like how, you know, it's like a little bit how like there's a part where Garth is like, "Oh, like I dropped something." And he <laughs> like has to hide that he's talking to the camera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then obviously the classic bit at Stan Makita's Donuts, where they keep going back to, um, uh, what's the guy? I forgot the actor's name. I feel bad. Who plays? He's in uh, Married with Children. Oh, um, um, uh. But the guy who works there, who they say works there, uh, he works twenty four seven. They say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, yeah, him doing his little, uh, you know. Why is it if you kill a man in cold blood? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, and I also really liked when they were at Roblo's apartment and he was like going through all of his stuff. <laughs> and he's like, this is like, <laughs> yes. a, like a babe layer in here. <laughs> and he finds the condoms. He's like, ew. <laughs> ew. Yeah. It's so, so funny and it's so stupid. And I. <laughs> both, both, um, they had they had they both had a like it's kind of a i mean it's been done before but it's kind of a a strange task to take like you know three minute bit and like make it into a whole movie you know mm. what i mean yeah yeah and, yeah of uh, course it's interesting because then it's it's also like too they do all these bits in this in the skits that they have to they like they're like oh we have to like incorporate that into the movie so they're doing those same bits and it's always weird i actually think um 
in both movies, like the things that are like my favorite, especially in Wayne's World, I think like the best aspects of the movie to me, like go beyond like, like I feel like this actually works better for me as a movie than like a skit. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like the the actual parts where they do the little bits from from the show that like get the laugh lines, those actually like I don't find them as hilarious. I find them more like I find them more charming. Like I find mm-hmm. their characters like kind of endearing and like oh that's like they're like kind of quirky, but they're not that that part's not like actually that funny. I actually think like the unique things they came up with for the movie are like so much funnier yeah if that makes sense yeah no it does they, I mean, well obviously the wayne's world like skits or whatever are so much better than the than the ones on all that for good burger <laughs> because like they're just you can't really compare snl and all that <laughs> like it's just just like an unfair comparison but for both of the, both of these movies i think that the movies like transcended the um the skit like format and they like had they clearly had like lots of generative ideas and lots of like people who wanted to work with them to like like make it funny and go beyond that you know yeah definitely and some of that comes down to uh some of the some of the casting i think but uh for me for me it is it's a slightly different in in good burger i think for me the most compelling aspect of it is just uh kel like doing all the little Ed bits, I actually do think those are funny. Um, <laughs> when he's just, you know, he's sort of like misunderstanding everything basically, mm-hmm. and then, <clears throat> but then also added into that, actually, kind of an MVP of the movie for me actually was uh, uh, Abe Vigoda. Oh yeah, <laughs> as the, the <laughs> I forgot is the Otis. The Otis, guy yeah, they yeah. With. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that was like the new thing to it of just like this this guy and like at the end of it they're like on an adventure with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really really got me. Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, as in terms of more of the story, actually it reminded me recently I watched an episode of uh Keenan and Kel. Uh, I think cuz it was mentioned in an episode of uh, or an old issue of Nintendo Power I was reading. Really? They had some kind of tie-in tie-in like thing where if you like on different Nickelodeon shows they're like oh if you spot this thing in the show like write in and we'll you know be entered into a contest so I was kind of like I was like I wonder what episode of Keenan and Kel <laughs> was on like when this came out yeah I'm like really into doing that now so I went and watched mm-hmm. it and actually it was kind of similar uh in a way because it was it was about uh Keenan and and Kel uh trying to buy a car without their parents knowing and like <laughs> they end up uh I, they end up getting in trouble because they're buying like a stolen car or something but anyway they get into trouble but it had the same thing where like there's this whole like legal element into it that like doesn't make sense necessarily and uh yeah i don't know it's it's weird where it's like oh yeah it's like this doesn't make sense but if like you're a kid you just like don't know any better and it's like mm-hmm. we're, we're it's funnier if it's if it's presented this way for a kid as you know what i mean right um, right and so that was kind of that's kind of how i felt watching this sometimes where it's like the sto- the actual story of it or whatever like the you know like that that really for, for some reason wayne's world i think hooks me a little bit more whereas like 
what had me in this was just like, oh, he's like Sinbad is in this and he's funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sinbad <laughs> like was the, in this and he was funny. <laughs> but I'm like, wait, he's like, he's like holding a ransom over Keenan. I think like I didn't really yeah. make sense to me. But I, I I also feel like too like I just can forget a little bit more invested in Wayne's world because I feel like I like like. I I really like everyone in the movie and like and like the people you're supposed to hate like I really hate whereas like like in 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 Good Burger I think because just maybe because I'm older but like you know what I mean like the villain or whatever like I'm like who is who is this guy like this, like this guy <laughs> I don't know that that's definitely like oh this is this is uh played more you know for a certain age group I guess you know they're like oh let's get this kid he owns the company and will give him spiky hair or whatever (laughs) (laughs) they did give him spiky blonde ass 1997 hair that all of my uh elementary school and middle school boyfriends kept that trend alive for the next like 10 years pretty big (laughs) um yeah no it's true well because i was as i was alluding to i guess in wayne's world there was a moment where i was like i can't quite tell like who's like like evil here like Rob Lowe is the antagonist not that anyone has to be evil but you know I was like what's Rob Lowe like actually up to like it's not clear really what's he's like double crossing like he's trying to make money off of both the like rich asshole and also um like the little guy so I was I mean there was like there was a sort of more complicated element of the plot where it was like and then you got to know him, right? You were like wondering what he was doing and where you saw where he lived and you got to know him as like a as a character. Yeah, I think Rob Lowe uh is what yeah, he's kind of the the key difference for me. Yeah, where like I think he's really he's like really slimy, uh <laughs> conniving in a way. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I f- yeah, I don't know. I get I definitely get a little bit Though, like I said, I'm not trying to. Comp- I guess I'm not trying to compare Wayne's World to Good Burger, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they just hit a little bit different now. Whereas I, I watch like Good Burger, for me, it was it's like a little bit more of a like a novelty thing. Whereas like I kind of still like, I would probably defend Wayne's World pretty hard. I feel like. Yeah, I I also feel like <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we've said this yet on on camera, but you, <clears throat> but you said that you were like. Good Burger is like a like a like a seven year old movie or an eight year old movie, and Wayne's World is more like a twelve year old movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> and I think that is totally true. Like that is the distinction that we're talking about here. I mean, in that's a bit simplistic, but I do think that's like totally, totally accurate. Like, but also like Wayne's World, I um, like I have a real soft spot for just the midwest like generally and like i yeah yeah you know and so it's like it's such a sense of it's a real sense of place you know like it's sort of the whole show is like about like being you know in the little towns like outside of chicago um yeah they started it's just cute there's that like weather report and they they you know they name drop elgin and you're like i'm like yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i live there <laughs> so cute and it's and then they have all this like b-roll of like you know them driving around and these like it's just it's so it's so perfectly captures that 
like part of the world um and the kinds of people there and it's just is like it's not only of a time but it's really evocative of you know like place so i'm really i'm really excited i'm going to minneapolis next week which is not the same exact vibe but it's uh, you know mm. it they're both they're much more similar than where i am now which is new york so it's uh I'm just, I was like, oh man, I'm so happy I'm watching this and I'm about to go back to the Midwest. <laughs> As, uh, well, Mike, you know, Mike Myers, I feel like captures it really well and uh, he's not even from here. He's Canadian, but I, there, we have somewhat of a, mm-hmm. a kinship with parts of Canada, I would say. Totally. There's a Midwest in Canada, I guess, you know. Totally. Canada is like pretty, uh, I mean, certain parts of Canada, right, are like pretty close to uh, uh, culturally yeah. close to <laughs> to the, the I, U.S. I, I think both guys kind of base their characters off of like people they knew, mm. and I think they both do capture like a real type of guy <laughs> in a lot of ways. You think so? I think so. Yeah, like like they both they both remind me of like a like a we <laughs> I don't know. I guess I knew like weird guys like them please uh, go on because i feel like for me i I felt like i was like living in a post wayne's world world for my whole life so i feel like they people like based their uh you know what their whole like humor like off of them you know and so i'm interested in what you have to say about this well (laughs) no i think actually that might be describing some of it too well, that this is sort of a different phenomenon, but it's something that actually like it's there's um because okay I I was I was semi uh, beating up on Good Burger, but I could kind of beat up a little bit here on uh, Mike Myers uh, humor. <laughs> I think he's. You like, don't have to beat of, up on any of them, but but go on. No, I I you know I'm I'm uh, just being a big fair here. Mike like the <laughs> Mike Myers his whole his like a lot of his um <clears throat> bits and stuff and his humor from this and stuff on um SNL as well and Austin Powers or whatever there's some of there's like some stuff in there that's like all-time great bits ever like i think some of those hilarious stuff and then some things he says that are like like i was saying before where i th- i find them like oh that's like it's like charming like he like i said he kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of people i know um but i think what happens with a lot of that, like maybe it's because it's like more, more broadly like it's viewed as hilarious but like but what's happened with a lot of his stuff it uh, is like people start just like that becomes like the way people talk you know what i mean like yeah, especially yeah. the austin powers i think like they start quoting it all the time um totally yeah yeah, and, I think that the Austin Powers part is like more of a more quote like people were aggressively aggressively like stylized quoting that th- those movies when they came out. This one is like such just such a vibe. Like I was like, "Oh man, I've heard these jokes for years and like didn't realize that this is what it was or like I <laughs> I feel like, you know, um yeah, there's it's like a point where it's like <laughs> does life imitate art or is art imitating life here?" <laughs> Yeah, I think so. But the the phenomenon's slightly different for me because the it goes from for me in my life, it goes from being a thing that's like um oh, this is like this is cool because like I can feel more grown up like referencing this and talking about it with like the older people I know like family or whatever. But then eventually mm-hmm. when you get older, it it becomes lame 
because you're like, <laughs> oh, all these like lame adults like are quoting this movie all the time and it makes it lame. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how many times I've heard my family go, like, get in my belly or whatever oh in the fast God, bastard voice. That, or, you true. know, say, like, monkeys might fly out of my butt or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not really that funny. Um, but I've, I've come around now where, like, now I'm, an, I, now I'm an, a lame adult and I'm sort mm-hmm. of like, and, like, I just, for both of these, like, kind of, uh, they they exist to me as they are and like I don't I don't really I'm not really self conscious about like whether it's conceived of as like funny or cool or cool to like yeah. either one you know what I mean yeah absolutely yeah and like Wayne's World is such a like cultural was such a cultural phenomenon and like it still like kind of is um, like it's it's like endlessly sort of culturally Im- important I think that uh maybe that's like giving it too much credit but like i think that <laughs> it it's like the whole movie is like oh that's what that is that's what that was like that's what people were saying when they were quoting that i like mm-hmm. saw somebody not very long ago with a wayne and necklace on and i was oh, like oh that's awesome <laughs> and i was now i'm like i need to it's like a friend of a friend who was wearing it and i need to figure out where <laughs> cuz now i really want one cuz that's like such a f- hilarious like deep cut <laughs> um wow. like if you know you know and she was like yeah thank you for uh thank you for inquiring about this piece of jewelry <laughs> that's so cool that's so cool yeah i want one i want one <laughs> i did tell her she's like well you know your birthday is coming up so <laughs> What if so maybe she I'll, gets maybe you I'll get a, gu- one. a gun rack? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope she gets me a Wayne necklace. But if I have, if she gets me a gun rack and I have the pleasure of of recreating that scene, <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'll be equally happy. Um, and there were also like uh, a lot of just I don't know if we want to talk about this now or later, but there were like so many um, like ki- like s- since I was like slightly comparing the two movies at mm-hmm. you know as i was watching them there were like a lot of like kind of funny plot elements slash like jokes that were like actually kind of the same in, yes. <laughs> in both of the movies Ooh, i don't there's know if you one, want to talk about that but <laughs> there's one that i think i gotta give the w to good burger <laughs> Tell there's me. one where they did the joke better uh the um the lassie joke both movies had a part where a dog comes to the oh the, right <laughs> the weird one of the pair and talks to them and tells them that someone's in danger oh my god you're uh, totally right i forgot <laughs> i but forgot it, about that it's more it's more like i guess it's uh, like more so like not subtle but it's more like just a tiny a little thing in wayne's world where it's like it's it's actually kind of funny that he's like Oh, I, I misunderstood you, and they move on. But it's funny in Good Burger, where it's like, they talk about, like, some clowns or something that were in, like, a car accident. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he's like, what's that? And then they, they go about their day. But then they cut to, you know, the clowns in the accident. <laughs> Where'd that yeah. dog go? <laughs> They're like, where did the dog go? We sent him to go get help. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, what, um, what, that's were, a- what were some of yours? I don't know. Okay, so let's see. I made it. Let me let me look here. Um, there were a lot of jokes about not understanding um, a legal contract that was in both. Um, oh yes, yes. And um, I still use that GIF of Kel 
saying, uh-huh, uh-huh. I know some of these words. <laughs> that, <laughs> I use yeah, I use that constantly. <laughs> the way he read that was so funny, too. <laughs> Kel's really the MVP. I, he's so funny. I just... I think so, and like, yeah. How weird to have two... I mean, both of these movies have, like, these two, like, really, really weird fucking characters. Like, Garth and Kel are, like, you know, two sides of the same coin, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, um, uh, yeah. Well, we can talk about Garth later. Sorry, what was what were you gonna say? I don't know. I feel like there was um, there was a little scene where um, they were sitting on like the car and like staring up, waiting for the airplane oh to come over them, <laughs> um, which comes back around several times in the movie in Wayne's World. But there, there's like a lot of like sitting on the roof or on a car and like talking about your life that happened in both movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and both had funny jokes in there. Uh, the uh, one of my I always loved the. Did you think Bugs Bunny <laughs> was attractive <laughs> when he dressed up like the girl bunny? <laughs> I've heard people say that, and yet again, I like didn't realize what it was fun from, and yeah, now I know. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, um, there were jokes with women in neck braces in both Roxanne in one, and then the other. The other yeah, do you girl, think it... do you think they ripped Wayne's World off? <laughs> this is definitely like that. Not, I don't think they ripped it off, but I think um, this is like they they are trying to do like the Way- Wayne's World for kids almost. You know? Yeah, I mean maybe they're so uh, different. Just in like the vibe is so different, but a lot of the like if you're breaking down the elements, they are like. There are certain scenes, and the dynamic between the two is pretty similar. Although in Wade's world, they're like best friends, whereas like they're kind of reluctant, yeah. um, you know, teammates, I guess, in Good Burger. Yeah, and but both it's slightly different, but both also have kind of an element of like, I guess you mentioned the contract thing, but a, a larger thing, like sort of like, well, in Wayne's world, it's more like selling out, whereas mm-hmm. like in Good Burger, it's sort of like the big company you know like crushing the little guy but both are kind of about like the little guy you know and i think yeah. that's that's the thing that's supposed to be like relatable that's like the charm and in, in both i think though uh wayne's world is a bit more um uh uh f- like something aspirational for i feel like a lot of people because it's like it's like oh how cool how cool like the the concept of like wayne's world in real life is like really cool you know what i mean mm-hmm. whereas like working at a, a fast food place is less of a, a aspirational you know what i mean <laughs> right, like he's just trying right. to play, pay off his car but he finds friends but it, it does mm-hmm. have that element of like you know these underdogs the little guy kind of getting crushed by the man yeah absolutely and like it was really satisfying in wayne's world as well um when because like I, again i couldn't like quite tell where this film was going but they I liked that like they have one like half of an episode that actually airs on like the big network or whatever and then they're like yeah we're not doing this um (laughs) which was cool because they I mean it could have gone in a totally different direction where they did some and then they realized that they couldn't sell out you know what I mean but it was just immediately they were like nah fuck this (laughs) Uh, which I thought was was pretty cool it was really satisfying Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they like almost right away don't don't it doesn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, right away, like halfway through this, halfway through the episode, they're like, "Oh, we're not doing this." Um. So, wh- were there any other similarities you noticed? Um. 
I feel like those that's that was kind of the big the big thing and, and just in i think in general like it's probably you could probably pull a lot of 90s movies totally. or like any movies really that have a the buddy element and uh right and and wayne's wayne's world um i think that's the other thing for i the element of wayne's world that sort of you know still works for me more uh as a as an adult i guess is it is the things in that that feel like kind of like cliche or whatever are like it's like a parody almost you know mm-hmm. what i mean and and they th- and that's what they pointed out and it, so like it reminds me of uh you know like all those movies you'll see about like oh we gotta it's not quite the same thing but you know we gotta raise money to save the rec center or yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of got the the feeling of one of those movies and they're kind of they're kind of poking fun of that of at that the whole time you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah there's like a definite <laughs> like uh, in execution and also in just like the 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 plot of Wayne's World, it's like they're the premise is like they're um, they're self aware, right? I mean the characters aren't really, but the mm-hmm. um, the fact that they're being followed around by a camera, you know, this like pseudo documentary kind of style. The part when they have those um, <laughs> all of the product placement is like so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's just like a perfect example of like the difference between these two movies, right? Where it's like one is like co- kind of commenting on it, right? And the other one probably just has mm-hmm. like regular ass product placement, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which they, I mean, part of it is probably like, do you, you know, I mean, I guess there's, there's probably like a more like family movie you could do where it's like a little more self aware. But I think they're just thinking like, we don't the kids don't need the subtext yep. of Yeah, like, they don't need to you know, know they don't need to have the subtext <laughs> about product placement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um so with the talking to the camera, I thought that's like a cool invention because like, you know, in the show it's just in the skit on SNL it's just their show. But what is like the format that these characters exist in is them talking at a camera and I feel mm. like it that's like what the charm of the character so i feel like keeping that element of like they're talking almost talking to you or whatever they're hosting the movie works really well that's such Um, a good point that's such a good point wow thank you yeah smart smart (laughs) both of both them and you and i think in um that's not that's not an element in good burger um but i i could see sort of what they're doing where it's like uh you could i don't know me you could you could actually well, I feel like it would be hard to make a movie about just Ed in Good Burger. Mm. So they they give him a friend, and he's and Keenan is more of like the straight man in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think I think that was a good choice. Though I I actually could totally imagine a movie uh, about just like clueless Ed. You know, I think it would be like a be- like the Beavis and Butthead movie where like totally, they just yeah. don't even know what's going on the whole time. <laughs> but I think it works as a more like traditional movie to have someone like Keenan in. And obviously him and Kel, you know, they have great, uh, great chemistry together. They had the whole show together that they did. Yeah. So um, that's another way both, I think both had to kind of tackle like turning this into a movie. Yeah, absolutely. And they also like, I mean, it's another thing that is at like a little bit, um, like, I don't want to like dump on Keenan, but like he's still on SNL <laughs> like, after all these years. <laughs> Whoa, like, yeah. Which is like, <laughs> which is great. But it's like, man, you like, <laughs> there's like a kind of like 
uh, I don't know if relevance the right word, but it's like when you watch, um, it when you watch Good Burger now, I I keep thinking about like, oh man, Kel's still on SNL, like or Keenan, not Kel, um, and it just like kind of takes it a little bit like out of time and place because you're like, oh man, he's still doing the same thing and the same kind of jokes and the same kind of stuff, you know, so it like. I don't know. That makes it a little bit like less yeah. uh, less fun for me in some ways because I'm like, man, it's like because he's because he really just like does the same jokes. I'm sorry, Keenan Thompson, you're not listening, but I'll wow. say it. But I just think you know it's like the same. I think he peaked in Good Burger, <laughs> you know, and then now he's like just kind of doing the same kind of stuff on SNL for the past like 30 years or whatever. <laughs> he's getting paid though, you know. So. I mean, yeah, he's like the longest running SNL member. Or something, right? I feel like I think that's he is. both. Yeah, I think at this point, um, he he would be. Which, so I like in a way, it's like, oh, he's kind of like a, you know, a, a tentpole of that at this point. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, SNL like is horrible and sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't know. Totally. I mean, but th- that's another thing. I feel like. Um, I I feel like I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but. This is coming from someone, um, not only did I love Wayne's World and Aerosmith and all this as a kid, I loved SNL because, it, like mm. I said, it was a cool thing, like, the grown-ups liked. Yeah. And I would collect all of the best of uh, DVDs Oh, my God. That's so cute. Gooey. <laughs> and I'd watch them with my parents, you know. And, you know, I liked the Mike Myers one. That was a good one. Um even though, like I said, some of the bits are like, I think back on now, I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, it's not even funny. <laughs> um, but uh, um, if you, I, I have watched, I've recently watched like a handful of episodes. Even, I, I think if you go back and watch any episode of SNL, even at its like peak, kind of sucks. Like, the whole episode sucks. <laughs> like, and there's like one, sometimes two good skits in yeah. the whole like hour and a half program. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that if SNL like uniquely sucks now, though it feels like it really sucks now. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, in, it's in funny. a way, maybe it always has. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. I like I. It's funny to watch Wayne's World and have like the. I mean, everybody is in this movie. Like everyone is in this movie. Like I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Meatloaf was in it, and. Um, Chris Farley was in it, like, for just a few, you know... An early Chris Farley, yeah. Yeah, and, like, there's just... This is before he's, like, a big part of SNL, even. Oh, really? Oh, I wasn't sure. That yeah. That was... Okay. Because uh, Wayne's, Wayne's World came out in 1992. Yeah. And I feel like... Okay, actually, he he was in um, 1990. Okay. Uh, I think was his first season. Uh, but, like, I, gu- I guess what I'm thinking of is his his big like his big movies are you know of like uh tommy boy black sheep are like more like mm-hmm. 95 96 mm-hmm. uh era so yeah yeah and of course his, his uh uh his last film <laughs> yeah his last film uh dirty work that was his uh, last film oh, yes wow. as jimmy no knows yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so um I, I sort of yeah this is Wayne's World is his first movie actually it so, is that's yeah. wild that's so funny because I was just assuming that he was like a, I guess I mean if he was on SNL that's probably how they all like know each other or whatever but 
Um, I mean, it's funny because you, I was, I was thinking as you're saying, I don't know if SNL uniquely sucks now, but looking when I look back, I'm like, oh man, those were like the, I don't know about the golden days, but you're like, there were so many talented people who have such a legacy now. That's um, yeah, which makes it different. Is like yeah. talented, yeah. As opposed to now, where yeah, you're kind true. of like, I don't know if these people are going. to... There are certain ones that are like really stand out, stand out, yeah. Um, and that but do maybe, make maybe a career. We'll see in a few years. Yeah, I guess time time will tell, like whether or not we will look back fondly. Maybe it's one of those shows where it's like it's better, you know, years and years later. But that also doesn't make sense at all. So I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> I feel like now, as a concept now, it's it's harder, too, because it's, like, it's just, like, who's, like, carving time out of their life on a Saturday night to watch this live? Whereas, like, back then, when, like, yeah. TV was dominant, you know what I mean? Like, that could be a staple, even if you're someone who, like, goes out on a Saturday or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, like, could still be a big, a big staple thing, but now it's a little... Like, who's going to do that? Especially with a million things to watch and all this stuff, you know? It's right. just, who cares, you know? Right. Have you... So everyone um, is in this, though. Yeah. Also, <laughs> so, the, before, sorry. I was going to ask about... The, I'll, I'm going to table that, but I do want to bring it up. But I was going to say, um, I immediately clocked... Um, I don't know her... But Stacy in the movie, um, as a Twin Peaks fan, I was like, oh my god, it's her. <laughs> She's mm, in Twin Peaks, wow. too. Laura Flynn Boyle, I believe. Mm. I've, you know, I've never actually seen Twin Peaks. Um, really? It's embarrassing to admit, but it's on my uh, bucket list. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I like the first season. I feel like you can just stop after that. In my opinion, I think that the first season is, mm. is awesome. It's like really engaging and surprising and fun and just really novel and cool. But um, yeah, the second season, it's, it doesn't it doesn't do it for me. What's well, one no, and done she, for me, but you know it's up. It's, she's pretty killer she's in this. She's hilarious. Yeah, I think. she's that's what's so um, funny is because it's you know Twin Peaks is like totally humorless. It's like so serious, um, and so it was, she's in both Wayne's World, I believe. Um, and I remember her. I really, I really knew her as a kid as well. For, she was the villain in Men in Black too. She was. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. <laughs> now that's another like really. That's a real good burger type of like type of it's not the same but it's like it reminds i think about good burger and men in black like in the same breath you know (laughs) oh i love men um and i also wanted to shout out a show that i've been watching recently called somebody somewhere um which is also a very midwest show it takes place in kansas and it's like kind of a drama but it's not it's not a drama it's a comedy but it's like a slice of life I don't know I love it because it reminds me so much of Sioux Falls where I grew up um and I can't think of who I could google this quickly but um Mike Haggerty who's in this movie was also is a big part of that show and he just died recently and so I was like oh this is like uh these are all things worlds colliding oh yeah who is who is he in this um Mike Haggerty he is uh he's he like works at the um at the at the um oh he's like when rob Lowe comes in and he's like where like where are they and he's like it's a need to know basis he's that guy and he comes back at the end oh my god (laughs) yes i love i love yeah okay he's awesome yeah yeah a lot of good like character actors in this in general actually totally 
Yeah. You do like character actor roundup. Yeah, um, I don't know. You 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 probably know the the rest of them. They're all your guys. Well, at first I was thinking of um, uh, I I feel like he falls under this category, but Kurt Fuller was the other guy who, he's he's the the bald dude. He's the television director. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this, he's in a bajillion things uh and he's one of those guys just like a very like memorable looking guy who looks like a normal guy totally he's, he's also very funny um yeah he you know, looks lo- it looks just like my uh uncle rusty so there you go yes <laughs> love the bit where he's like and i love you too and i realized <laughs> that uh platonic r- <laughs> love can exist between two men or one whatever. of my favorite parts of the movie like was when he <laughs> He was like that metalhead guy, right? <laughs> no. Okay. It was when Kurt Fuller was like talking to Rob Lowe, and he was like, "Oh yeah, like he'll un- like he'll understand the contract right away." Not. And then he just like looks yes. so embarrassed. He gets into he's, it, and yeah, he says, "That was fun." Excuse me. Like, he's so embarrassed that he said that. It's so funny. (laughs) That's what makes Rob Lowe's character, I feel like, feel so much worse, is that, like, you're meeting all these other bigwigs, but, like, they all kind of, they all kind of like Wayne and Garth. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, even in a way, uh, well, I guess, um, so the, the other character I wanted to bring up was, uh, uh, Noah Vanderhoff, the Noah's Arcade guy, mm-hmm. who's played by Brian Doyle Murray, who's Bill Murray's brother, actually. Really? <laughs> um, okay. But uh, he seems like to kind of, he's kind of cl- more clueless, but he kind of seems to like getting along with them. And then his, you know, his wife thinks they're funny or whatever. I know. You know? I loved like, that. I loved that the wife was like, was like into it. She's like, cool, sweet. <laughs> And so, and then, yeah, like, the one guy, like, joins their side, basically. Um, and so, yeah, it just makes Rob Lowe seem even worse, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Because he's so humorless. And, like, ugh, when he's talking about, like, champagne is actually, it's only from France. I was like, oh, God, I know people exactly like this. Like, get away. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to go back for one second point out. I did really like the one guy who just keeps saying, like, no, I love you, man. <laughs> like... I yeah. I feel like maybe the joke is just that it's like it, like is it just supposed to be like oh it's a guy telling a guy he loves him because that's the like in ending punchline but I just thought it was like actually cute like I thought the guy was charming you know there were a couple of characters in this flick that were like um one note but in in such an absurdist like Dana Carvey humor kind of way that like really mm-hmm. uh that still really worked like the like the guy who looked like he was always gonna throw up <laughs> the like drunk guy or whatever yes <laughs> and, he, and then later and- <laughs> when he's sober he's like telling them about everything that happened yeah i know <laughs> yeah and it's like the and like the joke like in the same way that this guy who's always telling dudes that he loves them like the joke does like eventually kind of pan out in some way but it's um like th- there were several characters like that where it's like and the same with the guy at the um at the donut place who was talking about murdering people you know yes but it's like uh, ed would, o'neill was yeah. the actor by the way yeah okay. they would return to the <laughs> same characters with the same jokes but in a way that was so it was like it was so crazy that it just might work you know <laughs> the one that i didn't expect actually uh was like because in the beginning they they like 
meet the cop dude and they they have a little joke with him and i'm like okay that was random but then like and he never comes back until the very end mm-hmm. where he's like and i'll help you too <laughs> and you're like hell yeah okay <laughs> like he's part of the crew too i guess yeah oh uh, yeah um uh oh with uh, there's one thing that i feel like uh there's a i don't know i guess this is it i think of um the music uh the bigwig the guy who they're mr big they're trying to get him to sign uh uh cassandra's band crucial taunt um (laughs) but uh he was he's actually played by a um like a famous uh manager he was michael jackson's manager actually for a period of time but he's managed a lot of people uh but he also uh was in goodfellas (laughs) goodfellas <laughs> Whoa. and uh i thought that was funny because um one of the big things that i know uh abe vigoda from is the godfather mm-hmm. uh so, so he had some like very uh uh gangster dudes in this movie in both the movies <laughs> yeah um um you, i wanted to music to, well i do want to talk about the music but i wanted to ask if you've ever like seen the Dana Carvey show because I recently watched a documentary about yeah like about it and I was like this is this is what I wish SNL was <laughs> it's like so <laughs> fucked sure. up and totally crazy and so now I feel like I'm I mean yet again I'm glad that it's like it, I'm watching this after having this like other body of knowledge a little bit about like who Dana Carvey like actually is um which is I just did so funny to watch that really um, I have not watched it since I was a kid but I remember it being really funny well i guess i would be interested to see how old's up but there's some there's some classic bits on that for Mm -hmm. sure yeah and it's a um like the documentary is like pretty uh fun because i I mean i think that he produced it it's just sort of like he's like well i can see now why everyone hated this show because it was pretty fucking crazy and uh, the world wasn't ready and they probably still are not ready (laughs) the world just will never be ready for dana carvey Nah, 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 nah. He's that, never. He's like Meyer, Myers too, though a little bit. Where like some like and, and you know part of it is like you're just getting old, I guess too, mm-hmm. and you kind of just you know you kind of lose some of it along the way, or <laughs> like you're not as cutting edge. But right, I see some of his stuff now. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like I guess there. I'm glad he's getting paid and he's got an audience. But true, it, it doesn't all work for me, you know. <laughs> yeah, the name of the documentary I just looked it up is called "Too Funny to Fail: The Life and Death of the Dana Carvey Show." Um, if anyone wants to watch it, it's pretty good. It's definitely worth a watch if you like, if you know what's it, or that? if you haven't, if you don't know what it is. What's that on? I think uh, I believe it's on Hulu. Yeah, it's on okay. Hulu. Plug for Hulu. Subscribe to Hulu. <laughs> yeah, subscribe <laughs> to Hulu. Tell them that we sent you. We should, um, you know, we might as well finish the actor roundup here, and there's a way the music can tie into, because we talked about the Good Burger music, but I want to get... Mm-hmm. Um, but, so the the cast in here, I mean, we haven't really talked much about the main... I guess we've kind of talked about the main cast overall, their, their, their place in comedy overall, like Wayne and Garth, for sure, and Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. Um, when you mentioned Laura Flynn Boyle, actually, earlier, I was thinking about how, like, uh, like, Wayne (laughs) is seemingly, like, managed to attract, like, the most beautiful women on the planet, um, because (laughs) we haven't, we haven't talked about Cassandra at all, too, but, uh, Tia Carrere is awesome in this movie, um, 
mm-hmm. like the band the band whips her she does the vocals in the band she whips she's really funny in this um yeah yeah uh i don't know i just i was just thinking about, about though like how uh like one of wayne's main problems is like this extremely beautiful woman is obsessed with him <laughs> <laughs> so relatable am i right <laughs> yeah yeah and then and then it's just funny he goes to this concert and he's he it's kind of nice actually like how chill it was he was like hey you want to like go on a date and she's like okay <laughs> yeah I, I really liked their relationship um and it, i liked yes. that they didn't i don't know i just thought it was uh it was like really like cute and it was it was but there was something about it that was like more uh i don't know it was it had a little bit of depth in that like she had her own thing that she wanted to do and she thought he was funny and that whole scene where he speaks to her in Cantonese is pretty funny yes um, I, I like that he uh he like stops at some point and they just have the subtitles keep going yeah <laughs> no she was awesome she was great um one of actually with Laura Flynn Boyle she she had one of the one of her bits I don't know if, I don't know if you read that one article but it almost got cut from the movie what um uh so actually we should probably just mention too the the movie is directed by Penelope uh Spheris, who was mainly known for uh the the decline of western civilization documentaries mm. I, I don't know if you've seen those but no um the f- I believe the first one was about like the heavy metal scene and so it was like uh oh let's grab her and she fits like perfectly for the movie like be like a, you know, like a documentarian style because the movie almost has sort of a mm-hmm. you know like it's not a documentary it predates almost like those things like the office or whatever you know what I mean where it's like mm-hmm. like almost is like a documentary um but uh there were like I guess between her and Mike Myers or maybe Lauren Michaels too there was like creative differences and Mike Myers wanted he wanted a certain things cut and uh, I guess she claimed that like she thinks he wanted to cut the part where she um, is in the bike accident because he thought like oh that's like a like she's getting the laugh not me she's saying like Mm. Mike Myers kind of had an ego about it Uh, but she fought she fought (laughs) to keep it in but she was not hired to do Wayne's World 2 (laughs) oh shit (laughs) Um, (laughs) some beef I see there was a couple things they they had some beef. Um, I was actually watching a video. It was like Mike Myers talks about his most iconic film roles. One of those, mm-hmm. and uh, they they had that cl- the classic Bohemian Rap City scene. There's some right. music. This is one of the most. This is an iconic film scene in general, I think. Um, but he didn't want he didn't want to do this scene. I guess he that she claims he didn't think it was very funny. Hmm. Um, but she got him to go along with it. Um, but then I was watching this video and he, he brought her up and, and her, her, uh, you know, her credentials and was talking her up, you know, I'm, I'm thinking years later, he's probably now like, oh yes, like she knew what she was doing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's, that's the vibe. I'm just projecting a little bit, but then this scene came up and he didn't bring up that, but he, he brought up how. I guess they wanted it to be a Guns N' Roses song. And he, he said he really likes Guns N' Roses, but he wanted he pushed 
for it to be Bohemian Rhapsody, which I think probably, mm. you know, obviously it worked out for the better. But it's interesting years later now, like, you know, it's like he sees that now. He's not going to bring up like, oh, I didn't even think this scene was a good idea in the of first not. place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard yeah, to tell when like you look back on like when you see people telling <coughs> stories about like things that are iconic and you're like, you have a whole like this has a life of its own, a mythos of its own. Um, and so, it's, you know, it's like sometimes hard to tell if people like how how clear their memory really is, you know? Yeah, so, like, um, yeah, I think it shows that, like, um, I only remember Wayne's World 2 as, be, like, from a kid, but I remember really liking it. But I think uh, this one, it's it's got a little bit of extra juice, and I think you got to give the credit to Penelope Spheris for uh, bringing that to this movie, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it not being just a pure Mike Myers venture you know yeah. I mean? and uh also so i wanted to mention with uh garth one thing i really like about his character in this movie is that he constantly has his own little like side bits that uh-huh. like are almost like his own thing that don't really come into like mm-hmm. the main part of the movie. it actually does because like i guess they're, they're playing the mission impossible theme song when he's getting his gadgets and or whatever yeah. but he, he keeps having these things happen to him that are almost like they are just like these disconnected bits from everything else. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, I feel like, um, I mean, every there's everyone has that, but I feel like he almost gets his own little uh, times to shine a little bit, you know? Yeah, love that. Obviously, the classic drumming scene that's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> again, another thing where I was like, oh, that's what this is. this is that. <laughs> um, yeah. Who else did I? Oh, and then so the 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 other music connection because we talked about in Good Burger there's a whole ass music video but there isn't this they give a quote unquote special performance to uh, Alice Cooper mm-hmm. <laughs> when they go up to the show in Milwaukee and it's also my favorite my number one bit in the movie with Alice Cooper starts like talking like he's in a like an educational history yep about video. Milwaukee <laughs> they always have a they always have a bit like that in the skit the skits they would do I remember and, and in both movies I remember like when they uh you know had Aerosmith on they asked him like you know with uh with the fall of the Soviet Union like do you think communism <laughs> is in decline and like you know Steven Tyler gives an answer and then like Bradley Whiffer's like I disagree when he like goes on and on, you know like it's uh, so fun. Yeah. It's, such, it's such a good bit <laughs> in this one explaining all the you you know uh uh Milwaukee has had many visitors before like the cadence and everything mm-hmm. he's so funny it's so uh, funny it's also I mean and I love the part where there's like whatever the supercut of them going through Milwaukee and I like did not understand any of the jokes I've oh, never been to Milwaukee but the, um the bit they were recreating the opening of the Laverne and Shirley. Oh my God. That yeah. is the oh, opening segment cer- of Laverne. Certainly over my head. <laughs> I love they. There's a lot of like, well, they reference all kinds of movies and things like that, but I feel like you get a, a sense of like television, like, you know, they're, they're sitting on the star, the hood of the car and he's whistling the Star Trek theme. You know, there's a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, ref- movies, TVs, music, all that stuff. But I feel like there's a lot of TV jokes, and I love that when they're doing the Laverne and Shirley thing, and they go, "Wait a minute, we gotta be at the concert." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. I was Laverne and Shirley clearly took place in Milwaukee. 
Yes, yes. I didn't, I didn't a, know anything about well, that. I, I mean, I, Happy Days did as well. Oh. It's a spinoff of Happy Days. Oh, geez. I yes, don't know. Yes, it does, because I've gone to in Milwaukee. They have a, uh, a, a bronze Fonz statue. Mm-hmm. You can go there and, yeah, got to go see the bronze Fonz. Wow. Yeah, I should but that's go another sometime. thing capturing <laughs> an essence of living near Chicago is going to Milwaukee. That's yeah. a thing you do. Yeah, it's funny. My my good friend who is uh, a different good friend from you who lives in, you know, in the area was like she because we last summer when I was there, we were going to go see a a Bikini Kill concert. (laughs) But then um, Mm. it was canceled because the main singer had COVID, but we were going to go up to Milwaukee and see it. And she was like, I know it sounds crazy to someone who's not from like from here, but you you just go up there for stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's a cool place to go. Yeah, the uh, the sense of place in Good Burger is um, I I I only figured it out afterwards after watching Crazy Ex Girlfriend, which is a show, um, and that all takes place in West Covina, um, and there's like that's the whole opening number is about West Covina, California, and I there's like a tiny little shot of a strip mall in Good Burger where it says like West Covina Nail Salon and I'm like that's where that is I know where it is it's just like general like Southern California right like it could be any place in in Southern California yeah it it feels so much more California for sure Mm -hmm. for sure yeah and it's but it's also but it's not by the beach it's not a beach place it's just like anywhere between like LA and Phoenix (laughs) anywhere in there yeah, Good Burger feels more like it's more like um, uh, shiny, more cool. I mean, Wayne's World, you're supposed to think they're like kind of co- like like the it's like all oh, about like metal and stuff like that's cool mm-hmm. or whatever. But like they're dorks, you know what I mean? Whereas super like, dorks. Like um, I don't know. Like I guess as a kid, you're kind of like like Keenan and Kel. Like even Ed in this, he's like he's like a dummy, but it's like they're cool guys. They're cool. They're kind of, they're, they're kind of, they're definitely not as, um, like self-deprecating or I mean, they're not, that's not the right word, but like self-aware self, like they're not supposed to be total dorks like in Wayne's world, which is, that's like their whole, that's their whole thing. <laughs> right. We should, we could talk about the, um, the Good Burger cast a little bit. Actually, oh, the, mo- sure. the movie itself, um, directed by, uh, Brian Robbins, who is now like the, I think he's the CEO of, uh, yes, chief executive offer of Paramount and Nickelodeon. So, you know, Whoa. he worked his way up. <laughs> um, Jeez, um, that's crazy. Okay. His, his, <laughs> President well, actually, of Nickelodeon. Let's do a side by side real quick. Uh, Penel- Penelope Spheris. So, because af- then she got more into making, well, she, she made other feature films before that, actually. She did Suburbia. Um, but after Wayne's World, the year after she did the Beverly Hillbillies movie, then after Whoa. that, the Little Rascals movie, Jeez. she directed Black Sheep, the Chris Farley movie. Um, and, uh, you know, okay, those those are some of the big ones. But then this guy, Brian Robbins, has some, has some hilarious uh, movies, I think. So we've got, uh, we've got Ready to Rumble, which we've discussed doing so many times, or like watching it together or something. <laughs> but he directed Ready to Rumble, the wrestling movie. Then he did Hardball, the Keanu Reeves baseball movie, 
which Whoa. takes place in Chicago, actually. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Shaggy Dog. Uh, Never and, heard of uh, Norbit. You remember Norbit? Norbit with um, <laughs> uh, Eddie Murphy? <laughs> yes, he directed it. was the executive producer on that. So What? So mm. weird. What a weird Rolodex of films. <laughs> uh, Wayne's World, also written by Mike Myers and Bonnie and Terry Turner, who created third rock from the sun and that 70s show mm. uh good burger uh uh well we talked about it was written by that big pervert guy oh <laughs> who's yeah in the, the yeah uh Dan big Schrader. pervert guy who is in the movie as well yeah which is, is a little upsetting but uh i didn't know that when i was you know when i was a little kid i i didn't know who this guy was I just, hey, it, it would be way worse if it was keenan or kill i'll say that that's yeah. That's true. Then it would be unwatchable. You couldn't watch it anymore. <laughs> you could, yeah. This is just like their weird boss, and you're like, okay, I, I guess. He but. is, yeah. I mean, I believe I see that guy, and I'm like, that guy looks like a pervert. So yeah, looks like a <laughs> fucking creep, dude. Not, not okay, <laughs> but um, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty is what we're trying to say. But uh, yeah, I wanted to shout out some of those people who do uh did deserve to get the shout out, but uh. The ca- actually the cast did you say this the cast of Good Burger is insane too though yeah there's so I, many it, people in this um so I I didn't remember a lot of like the younger people in the movie mm-hmm. outside of Keenan and Kel uh went like um the like the love interest uh, Monique I think like I I couldn't recall like having seen her in much um but one person that like it kind of hit me like a wave of nostalgia was the uh the one of the employees was played by josh server who was like mm. one of the like he was like the guy nickelodeon who, kid yeah he was like in every season of all that i believe mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure so i just remember like but it's funny because like i don't i hope he's not listening he's not listening but like i don't remember <laughs> him that much at all and then yep. but then like that name and like thinking about all the seasons of all that I w- watched, it was like it was really weird to like uh-huh. to like reconnect the dots and be like, oh yeah, that's You're crazy. Like, oh, that's fucking that guy fucking guy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one one person who's not like that for me because they're to me they're like were so stand out when I was a kid was uh, Lori Beth Denberg. Oh She right. has just a yeah. cameo in this, but she I remember like thinking she was really funny and all that, and I think you know she was in. She was in some stuff after that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, she randomly will, like, pop up in things still, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you know, like... Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. Carmen so, like, Electra, that's another one. Yeah, so so strange. That That's one of the things where I'm like, this, this guy who wrote this is a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> he had Carmen Electra in, well, in, there, in this? There's just so much, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of uh, more like sex in movies or whatever but i'm watching this and i'm like thinking of like my little kid self watching this on nickelodeon like this is too horny <laughs> this movie's too horny um, it didn't it didn't uh, strike me as being too horny then or now i'll say i thought it was too no it's too much i thought when they went to the <laughs> when they went to go mini golfing um <laughs> with carmen electra is it's so funny. It's still so fucking funny to me. Oh, I, I um, go, yeah. What, 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 look at me. What do you see? And he's like that big red mark on your head. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
when I mean there's I say shit from Good Burger constantly because it's like ingrained into my head like how do they get the weenie into the corny exterior a question that has plagued <laughs> man t- mankind for centuries <laughs> and then um <laughs> everyone her butt is fine <laughs> her she butt falls is- out Oh god, it's fucking funny. I like you better um, you better watch your butt. Oh yeah, you better watch your butt, man. Okay. Or I'll see you in hell. Okay, see you there. <laughs> anyway, enough about that. Carmen Electra, a really weird one in this film. I remember too thinking like uh this that this one like got a little edgy for me as a kid cuz they they say a couple uh they say like see you in hell and they say they say another swear quote-unquote swear word i remember watching this as a kid be like whoa they said uh, uh damn or something you know which i also felt watching the first ninja turtles movie as a kid oh hell yeah felt like Ooh, i'm edgy i like yeah that, i know uh i want a quick a quick sidebar on wayne's world that's another thing that made it kind of accessible to watch like with families as a kid as a kid and i think they were intentionally doing this is unlike well, actually, they don't really reference this type of thing in Bill and Ted either, but, like, these guys are clearly, like, stoner guys, right? But they never mention, like, weed or anything. At one point, yeah. there's, like, a guy who might puke, and they're, I feel like they're even, like, unclear on why, you know? But they, like, drugs and alcohol not, don't really come yeah, up Yeah, no on smoking? This. Like, didn't yeah. they, no one was smoking, even though it's, like, if this was a different movie, like, they would have been smoking the whole time, you know? Like... Mm-hmm. Just, like, smoking cigarettes, because they're, like, in, like, metal bars and shit, you know? But I feel like in Good Burger, it's, like, the parents aren't watching. Like, let's slip in some swear words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, let's slip in, so like, a couple, like, kind of weird uh, little parts. I also did, like, in um, Wayne's World, when they have the... <laughs> when it has flashes on the screen, gratuitous sex scene. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Excellent. Especially because we're always like, we need we need to have more sex scenes in our movies, and then there's this. It's so funny. <laughs> well, I do like like Mike Myers like trying to be sexy is always really funny. Oh my, it's is Him. it? I don't know. This is it. I always like. I feel like almost like I have to look away. And he's oh. always like trying in all of his. That's part of his like comedy, right? Is like that he's like. The, the joke he, is like bad yeah, well, sexuality. I haven't, I haven't seen that new show of his, but he does show his dick in it. Whoa! It might be okay. a pos- yeah. Have you heard seen that the Netflix one? No. What's uh, it called? Uh, the pe- the pen t- tumvirate. It's based on a bit. It just a throwaway joke in uh his movie. So I married an axe murderer, where his dad huh. his dad who has a Scottish accent. He sounds like fat bastard because um, he plays his dad in the movie as well uh, but mm-hmm. he has like some conspiracy theory about how there's like an Illuminati but they're called the Pentumvirant and there's five people so now he has this new Netflix show um, where he plays these like five different guys and they're like a shadowy cabal and huh. he's naked in it at some point and Shrek is in it at some point um, those are all the things <laughs> I've heard about it I've never My actually God. seen it because I was like, I, I think I got the was... gist. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I get it. I get it. Maybe I'll watch it, but I do feel like I get it based on everything yes. you said. I um, forgot that he was in Shrek. Duh. What an no, obvious I, one. I just, I always think of him, him being sexy. I love the Austin Power scene where he seduces the fembots and they explode over how hot <laughs> he is. That's so, 
That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he really does like uh, he does something that like <clears throat> I I I guess this is like a, a I, maybe this is a comment, but it feels like it's like he is like not afraid to just like totally like make fun of himself and like sexuality in like this like really uh, overt way that that I mean I think is like sort of novel because everybody is always like quoting it and like he. Like, he just does it in a way that is sort of an everyman accessible way, you know? He truly is the love guru, you know? <laughs> um, uh-huh. <laughs> other people in Good Burger I want to bring up is there's... It, I always... This struck me as weird. Um, uh, is one of the angry customers in the movie is played by Robert Wool, who... Uh, yeah, uh, he he started that show Arliss. I don't know if you remember that, but he I remember him from the first Batman movie. He's like one of the <laughs> guys that works with uh, Nic- Nicole Kidman. Was that no? No. Uh, yeah, he's he's like a side character in that movie. He's such a like I feel like he's such a I don't know unique actor. It's weird that he's just in like this one throwaway scene in Good Burger. But then again, mm-hmm. I guess so is George Clinton. Uh, Shaq. Well, George Clinton. Shaq is Shaq and George Clinton are not actors. I mean, I guess maybe, Shaq, but like Shaq is kind of an actor. I yeah, he's in stuff. He is in stuff. I mostly just think of him as like acting in commercials. But he, you know, he was That's he fair. was known at the time for um uh I mean basketball. But let us not forget that this also came, when did this come out in comparison to Space Jam because. That is another similar, like, they're the, they're, this the same, this is when, like, basketball players on film in kids' movies was pretty big. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. What what, what were some other Shaqs? Because he was, his, like, 90s. Is he an Air Bud? (laughs) I know he he was in uh, Kazam, obviously. Kazam, yeah. That's kind of, when was that? What's, uh, what's his filmography? Oh, here we yeah, go. Let's check it out. Uh, Kazam <laughs> was in '96, so this was his third movie. Oh wow! Well, he, okay. I wouldn't say this was like. Well, he's in this movie, but he plays. He just plays himself. Uh, mm-hmm. He mostly plays himself in a lot of movies, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sin- Sinbad, Shaquille O'Neal, and George Clinton are like pre- three pretty weird people to show up in this flick, but. Sinbad, <laughs> no, Sinbad fits like because especially th- Sinbad at this time was on fire. Mm. He was on fire. Yeah. He was in so many movies, and he hit like it's another thing where like yeah, his character itself like didn't really matter to me, but he was so fun. He's just so funny, you know. What mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah. I like whatever he was doing in this was amazing. <laughs> totally yeah he was he, he was great every time he was on screen <laughs> they make him kind of out to be like the villain but like i don't think he ever does anything that bad like nah nah i guess he kind like, of blackmails the kid he's just like into himself is all it's not really blackmail they just kind of imply... no he no the kid uh, <clears throat> like he keenan owes him money because he totaled his car he's actually so he's kind of a hero because him. he yeah. doesn't get the police involved he says exactly. like i don't want to do this you know and then he doesn't yeah right so he's like i, I don't want to call the police on you and instead you can just pay me whatever five eight thousand dollars it was a lot of b- both of these movies also had like 
single digit thousand dollars that was like a totally insurmountable amount of money (laughs) yeah 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 right that's what that's what's so funny like in the in um uh good burger it's like okay he's like a kid he has no money um and it it makes sense in wayne's world too like like that is a lot of money for just a guy who as wayne says he just works at a bunch of like he says he has a large collection of hairnets and name tags, you know, like I know, I this... love that. I love that line. <laughs> He's not a guy like obviously getting that guitar would be easy for him, but it's funny like the stakes of the movie are like we got $5,000. We got $5,000. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I know. Wow, okay. And I love that he actually gets the guitar. It's so cool. And yes. it's like just happens like in the middle of the movie. It's just like kind of not that big of a deal. It's so cute. Yeah, it's like, well, he gets all the stuff. He gets the guitar. He's got a girlfriend. That doesn't make, that's not what he wants, you know? That doesn't make him happy. Yeah, and it's not an exorbitant amount of money. He just gets the cool guitar, and, you know, it's cool. The other weird thing, the cast thing that stuck out to me, or what, I don't know if it's weird, but uh, when they're in the asylum or whatever in Mm -hmm. Good Burger, Linda Cardellini is in there. Yeah. I uh, was going to bring her up as <laughs> <Okay>. well. <laughs> it's like what pretty is weird it? that she, she also feels like a strange casting choice. This was, I mean, when was Freaks and Geeks? That was after this or before I, this? That was after this, I believe. Was um, it? I guess it was probably like 99. Yeah. I Yeah, I think this yeah, is just is when she yeah. first started like acting, basically. So weird <laughs> i had a massive crush on her when i was a kid though and i Aww. think this was literally the first thing i saw her in so it's very so funny it's very weird you know like her character is weird um and doesn't come back you know what i mean she does come back at the end she just is there yeah yeah but she doesn't she... have anything else to say but you just see her because she's got birds in her hair and so you see her again and that's <laughs> it <laughs> that's i mean that's also a bit they do they do that bit it's another comparison I feel like where they do the bit in Wayne's world where Garth has the dream girl who just at the end is there but it's like that's uh-huh. the joke whereas like in this it's like I, I guess that is the joke I think I think they just don't you know they don't feel the need to like ex- like <laughs> emphasize it as a as a joke as much you know something I did really like about like how it all unfolds in Good Burger is her and Kel because it's just like there's not really a they don't have anything but they're just like a tiny little spark of like you guys are both fucking freaks (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's like i like your hair oh you have good hair too or whatever it was uh she's she's like uh i like your head right and he's like yeah i tried to keep it nice (laughs) yeah she says you have a pretty head too and he says thanks i tried to keep it nice that's it yeah 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 (laughs) yeah they've got they just have like a cute little thing that is just like I, I I still really appreciate that and it's so weird that it's Linda Cardellini it's yeah it's very strange but I recently cool. saw the the third Guardians of the Galaxy I have not seen the first two my friend had an extra <laughs> ticket I don't oh, okay. know why I went it made no goddamn sense I was there just I mean he's someone who we like just like giggle and have fun like watching the movie with mm-hmm. but I was like I saw her name in the credits at the beginning and I was like, who the fuck is she in this movie? And eventually I was like, oh, I guess she's the one like unrecognizable alien, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. What? um, She's in, she's in, um, isn't she like, she's like married to, uh, uh, Jeremy Renner in 
like one of the movies yeah yeah she's in like a she's hawkeye's wife in the mcu but she shows up well, in as an alien in... i'm pretty sh- i mean well now i have to look let's see that's weird it's got, I, I think she i mean how do we find her filmography where does it exist go. come on come on this List... can't be too hard to find lila linda I mean, if I made that up, that would be completely insane. I don't think I made this up. No, you're right. She's in Guardians she, of the Galaxy. She plays right? an so otter. that's weird then. Well, I guess it, it's okay because oh. she's like voicing a character. She was voicing. Okay, not at all who I thought she was then. I was totally wrong. I thought she was this other alien. Doesn't matter. She was the voice of the otter. It's okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> that movie was rough in a lot of ways. Oh. Yeah, I still um, gotta see it. I, I really like the first two, um, so I, I kind of want to see it. But it's uh, yeah, it's you should see it. It's busy it's time. Rough, though. It's it's tough. I felt emotionally manipulated like the entire movie. So oh yeah, I know there's just... animal things that might that might kill me. Ah uh, yeah, <laughs> that's and then they do it. They do it really. They just really go straight for the jugular. But shoot. Um. Anyway, she is in. She. <laughs> She's she voices. What's weird is like she just had such a big like her name was so big like at the opening credits. So I thought she had to be a main character. Clearly she was not. <laughs> no, that's strange. Yeah, she just shows yeah. up like midway through like Avengers: Age of Ultron. Huh. They they uh, they're like let's go hide out at Hawkeye's house, and they go there, and she's like, "Hi, I'm his wife." Like, whoa <laughs> sweet <laughs> i mean and shout out to freaks and geeks i mean i i love i love that show mm. shout out to freaks and geeks yeah shout out to freaks and geeks that that show rocks and i only ever see i've only ever watched that last episode maybe twice because i i watched the whole season and then i'm like oh man i don't want to see it be over again <laughs> so yeah great show uh, if you haven't seen it check out freaks and geeks um oh shit Sorry, some started playing on my computer and I was freaking out. <laughs> um, like me with George with George Clinton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We both had the moment. We, it's we're allowed to. It's our birthday. It's our birthdays. <laughs> well, um, is there is there anything else about good any, either of these? I feel like there's so much we could talk about these. We I guess we haven't given Good Burger as much as much time. Any any other thoughts? I think we've I think we've given them. Okay, okay. Them both plenty of time. Uh, I feel like is there are there any other one-liners from Good Burger that I uh, that uh, I need to say? Um, I think no, the watch probably your butt. not. There's just that's good. <laughs> uh, watch your. I mean, I never say. I usually say. Um, oh, <laughs> this is my favorite one, um, which is not even a. I just think it's so funny, and I say it to, and no one. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Keenan's having a really bad day and he's talking about how bad his fucking day is and Kel is listening to him and he's like what's wrong and Keenan's explaining it and it's really horrible and then Kel just says man you must really suck (laughs) (laughs) and it really gets me and whenever someone's like talking about some shit I just want to be like man you must really suck I like that Keenan uh, is like unable to um, like keep Ed away from him. Like even when he's when it's like the movies at like that super low point they get to where like they're supposed to like kind of like be resentful. It's like 
Ed still is just like, I'm going to chill with you. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like, go yeah. away. And he won't go away. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll talk to you. And it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see you. I don't want to smell you. I don't want to use words with the letter U. <laughs> <laughs> and the very end of the movie when he is like, <laughs> Kel's like, I'm really going to miss you, man. Like, it's been so nice getting to know you and I love you. <laughs> Keenan's like, I'm not. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> like that's pretty good. That's like at, the, at last, the end too. Last joke of the film. <laughs> I also like it was it was funny, you know, that obviously like uh uh Kel Ed pulled the fast one on them and they they did the whole bit where he's like, I'm not stupid. But that was like really funny. And that's a similar joke to Wayne's World too, actually, where mm-hmm. they're like a bunch of dummies and then it's like yeah, I'm not like they're they turns out they're both like pretty clever, you know. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, no, I don't have anything else to say. These are these are great flicks. Yes. And so fun. What Both of them are real feel-good movies. They're just kind of mm-hmm. calming. They're just nice to watch. Yes. Oh, you know what? I, I didn't reveal... I, I, sh- I should say, uh, while watching Good Burger, I, I put together a shelf. All right. <laughs> See? So it was a good, uh, it was a good shelf building movie. Yeah, I watched Wayne's World while I was um, exercising, like a oh, sixty yeah. year old woman. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, it was a time flew by, so I felt really, uh, it was, <laughs> it's good, good for that. Wait, second best bit in the movie. I forgot to say this. This is important. Uh, is the uh, Robert Patrick bit where. Wayne gets pulled over <laughs> by the fucking uh, T-1000 or whatever. Oh, right! <laughs> this is only, this is literally only a year after Terminator 2, and they got, you know, the same actor to come and just do that part of the movie. Oh my god. I was so happy that, again, something that would have fallen on deaf ears if I hadn't seen Terminator and Terminator 2 which I had not watched ever for some reason and I finally watched them over oh. the pandemic so it was uh, see I, this Wayne's World really came back to my life at a, at a good time well, that's it yeah that's what, I mean um, Wayne's World like well, even in kids stuff like uh, all that they would do this and like you know you're watching uh, Space Jam with the Looney Tunes they're referencing stuff is there like always referencing these things that are more meant to appeal to like the o- older audience, you know, like a reference mm-hmm. they'll get. And that's how I, you know, learned about a lot of cultural things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very weird. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like I, my first um, knowledge of like Humphrey Bogart movies as a kid was through like Looney Tunes references, you know? Totally. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I want to watch Wayne's World too. Is it good? Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Is like I I remember it being less critically received, but like as a kid, I liked it because like I couldn't really differentiate. But I can mm-hmm. I can remember it not feeling as cool. But like I remember a lot of it. Like it is a lot of the same kind of bits and stuff. So I okay. think I think it's worth a watch. I think they're both funny enough that it's um you know it's worth it um yeah all right cool i'll i'm i'll check it out i'm i'm fresh off of the first one so why not and there's gonna be a good burger too oh god allegedly so i i i have low 
expectations <laughs> for this, but I will see it. I will see it. <sighs> well, yeah. this is a, this is a oh, fun one. This was fun, and this I do want to say one more thing about oh, Good oh, Burger. That this is, you know, this, and it's been lost to time. But I want to have put it on the record that somewhere, maybe in the world, someone else out there has a VHS of me as a seven-year-old acting out the entire film uh, after yes. we got it on VHS, <laughs> and I just watched the hell out of it, and then. My grandpa was babysitting me and just set up a camera and was like, here, knock yourself out. And so I played so all the cute. characters in Good Burger. So there you go. See, this is why this is my birthday. This is the flick for my birthday month. <laughs> it's kind of like, sounds like it was hugely creatively influential. I, I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> apparently it was. Um, so yeah, this is, this. I'm I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we did a little... A little treat for our birthdays. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, you too. Um, so yeah, we for next month, we're coming up on, it's been a year since we first covered uh, RRR. Uh, just one of the, what, the, that was like the best movie that came out last year. Oh my God. Yeah, I still think about God. it all the time. But, uh, it's so good. We... Kind of like we did last month, we want to dive back in and kind of hit these different directors or genres or whatever. So we wanted to follow mm -hmm. up and do another uh, uh, SS Rajamuli movie. And there was a lot to pick from. And we went, the one we went with was, it just seemed like the most outrageous one uh, we could pick. We've only seen the trailer, so I don't know really what the deal is, but we're going to watch the movie uh, Ega from 2012. Uh, so I think it's on Netflix. People are trying to watch along. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's out there. It looks wild. We don't really know what we're getting into, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to check it out. Me too. It looks weird as hell. When we were doing research for our research quote unquote for RRR we um I came across this film and the premise is crazy it just seems it I just feel like I want to <laughs> I can't imagine what where this movie is going to go so I'm interested um but yeah until then it it's been it's been great it's been a great year it's been a great mm -hmm. uh, birthday month yeah have a great start to your summer, you know? It's Have like, a cool it's, summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stay cool for the summer. Um, everybody try to keep stay sane. Stay sane for the summer. Everybody stay sane and stay cool. <laughs> stay cool. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.